welcome to Before the Bid, your connection to some of the world's best livestock sales. Stay tuned as your host, Andy Howe, takes you coast to coast, stopping along the way to talk with producers about their operation, their livestock, and of course, their upcoming sales. Let's get to it. Welcome, livestock friends, to this before the bid. And on this one, we're basically going to my neighbor down here, not very far from me. We're going to Lincoln City, Indiana, and they're going to have a sale on September 13th. And that one is going to be an online sale, and that is going to be on Willoughby Sale. So make sure you go check that one out. And on this one, I am talking to a guy that grew up a little bit in the hard way to go to, to get started in this, maybe a little bit untraditional way to start into the cattle business. And he has worked himself up to his own place now. And also, he has worked himself up to being the vice president of the Indiana Simmental Association. And so on this one, we're going to be talking with Austin Egloff here, as I mentioned, from Lincoln City, Indiana. And he is going to have a sale here on September the 13th. And again, that is on Willoughby Livestock Sales. So make sure you go and check that out. Austin, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Good to talk with you. And, uh, man, excited about this one. And, you know, I, I mentioned in the intro that you had a little bit of a maybe an untraditional kind of way to start out in this cattle world. And I guess lead us through that. Yeah, Andy. So growing up, we weren't really a farm family. Uh, neither my parents or my wife's parents were making their whole living off a farm. Uh, my wife, Jessica, grew up on a small cattle farm. But I, uh, on the other hand, we had a you know, nice home out in the country on a few acres, but I started showing cattle in middle school for a neighbor, uh, Greg Ware, over there by Brettsville, Indiana, and he was nice enough to see how much I liked it and indulged in it. He let me uh, buy a few heifers and keep them at his place and through high school and into college and, you know, after college, went to work and we eventually got to the point where we could buy our own farm here in Lincoln City now and we've grown this cow herd that way. I'd say the hard way, but we sure like it, and we've, we've come a long way in our opinion. Right. So, you you know, you haven't had anything really handed down to you. It's it's just kind of been all, all you guys getting it started. Correct, yep. I had four family farms in my family. Uh, every Each great-grandfather of mine had a, a farm, but unfortunately, as things kind of get passed down and, and deaths do us, they all got sold out. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can hand our farm down to our son or our future kids after him and, and keep it going and make it a little easier on them. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you say it was a, a neighbor that got you started. How did you even get started with him? So we were just friends. My grandparents lived right next door to him and uh, we lived just a mile or so down the road. And Oh, he kept, I don't know if I'd say pestering me, but he, he wanted somebody to show his calves at the county fair and he did a little AI work. These weren't by any means any uh, walks alone 805s or big time heat wave steers, but they're, you know, notch better than feedlot steers. And mm-hmm. we showed them and, and we really started going a lot harder at the genetic deal. And his herd grew, I grew, and I, I found a passion and it really worked out for both of us, I believe. And he's actually a consigner in the sale. He's got three heifers on the sale. Oh, awesome. That's great. So now that he got you started, now you're going to help him get those cattle marketed as well. Yes, sir. Yep. Oh, man, that's awesome. And coming up through there, you decided, 
you know, I kind of like this cow thing, and you ended up being a boilermaker. Yeah, yeah, and thank goodness I was. Before I got up to Purdue in the great town of West Lafayette, I was into raising club calves, and they weren't very good club calves, uh-huh. to say the least. <laughs> but uh, I got a hold of Brian DeFreeze up there at Purdue, and uh, he employed me there at the beef unit, and I started clipping some heifers for him at his place, um, his own personal farm. And finally one day he goes, well, what are you doing this summer? I said, uh, I'm kind of looking for an internship, trying to get out a little more. And he goes, well, you're going to Sleepy Hollow, New York. You're going to work for Hudson Pines for the summer. (laughs) That sounds pretty fun. We'll we'll give it a go. And since then, I kind of jumped into the Simital game for the most part. And, you know, we messed around with a few Angus and, and now Red Angus, but that was kind of my start there. And then once I got out of college, I was herdsman for Clearwater there for a bit and Milan, Indiana. And mm-hmm. then that's when we moved back to Lincoln City. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So Brian came and did he say you're going or did he say, what do you think about this opportunity? No, he said I was going. <laughs> Pack it up. You're headed east, huh? Yep. Yep. And. You know, I was, I guess you'd say, blind or ignorant. I didn't know who Hudson Pines was at that moment. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow, they they were they were just a little bit of a big deal. Uh, decent farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you went out there. What'd you get into while you were out there? Were you were you in the show barn? Were you doing what? I worked with uh, Ryan Long and Tyler Babs in the show barn. Uh, we I think we broke thirty something heifers that summer and got a big group of them ready for the Simital breeder sweepstakes and I spent a lot of time on the ranger just looking at the cows and trying to understand the genetics and and learned a lot you know just burning time running through the cow herd right so that got you interested in the semis more than anything yes absolutely and made some good connections a little handy thing I learned out there uh, Jeff Quickborner He's from good Illinois guy. He was the farm manager there, you know, as far as the equipment and, and hay and feeding went. He taught me how to prime a tractor when you're running out of fuel. It's <laughs> so, been pretty handy, you know, with my own place now with you know, an old John Deere tractor that the fuel gauge don't work on. Oh, yeah. Forget to check that tank every once in a while, huh? Oh, yeah. It happens. <laughs> I've got one of those, too, that the fuel gauge doesn't work. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. I don't think I've ran mine out yet, though, so uh, that's a ki- that's a kiss of death. I better knock on some wood right there. So, Well, that that's really good, and, and then you came back. Now, was this at the end of your Purdue, or did you come back to, to Purdue and do some more? So that would have been after my freshman year. Oh, wow. So I went back to Purdue, and that winter I bought my first Scimitol, that's what we call our Deb donor now. She's a two-step U409 we bought from Brian DeFreeze, mm-hmm. and that was our start. And since then, we've grown the cow herd to, we're running about 25 cows right now. Mm-hmm. After that, we had another year of school, and then we graduated. Right. Tell people I was out of Purdue in three years, and they, they don't know that I finished. I actually did get a degree on my way out. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Most that finish in three years don't have a degree. Yeah. What was your degree in? Uh, Animal science. Ah, cool. Okay. Well, good deal. And that kind of leads you into what you're doing now. But you also did something else while you were up there at Purdue. You didn't just run around and fit cattle. 
Oh, well, put a lot of time in a van. Me and Matt Clays did a lot of driving. Uh, for some reason, me and him seemed to be the ones that always drove. But yeah, I was on the judging team up there. Did a lot of a lot of traveling, saw a lot of stuff on the road, and been a lot of places with it. Right, and always, uh, always a good time running around with Matt and uh yeah I've worked with those guys just on a, on a few things seen them in a few judging contests and things like that so uh, I'm sure that that you learned a lot uh doing that as well oh yeah and uh so made some friends that they got you here signed up with his Willoughby sale right yeah yeah Mitchell Smith the sales rep here he is one of my teammates and we're actually in each other's weddings and been good friends since right well that's great so we, we started out with a neighbor. We raised a few club cats. We went to Purdue. Now we come back. What are some of your goals now? You're calling this sale Building the Brand, and you're wanting to build a brand. What are you wanting to do with this? What we started trying to do from the beginning, um, I learned a lot from another mentor up there by Purdue uh, by the name of Barry Wesner. Mm-hmm. I don't know if very many people know him or not, but <laughs> he, he always said, uh, you know, build your base around cow families you know mm-hmm. cow families that you trust and that you know and that have some popularity behind them and, and breed for balance and that's what we've really tried to do we've latched on to three or four different simmental cow families that we really believe in and we've we've found that they really work for us down here as far as producing what we're trying to produce and and that's kind of been our thing as far as growing we're trying to, you know, get up in numbers and, you know, have a bigger base of donors to work with. We have three or four that we're flushing on now. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd like to get to that, you know, maybe six or eight or ten and, and really have a high-quality genetic offering, you know, and still keep these things pretty good. Right, right. Now, do you guys have some places that you're putting embryos in? Yep, yep. So right there, you said I was your neighbor earlier. Uh, right, right. But uh, my buddy Wyatt Faith with WF Livestock lives about five minutes from me, Andy, and uh-huh. he raises all my fall ET calves, and we're actually going to partner on quite a few now, and he does a really good job down there. He's growing his cow herd quite a bit as well, we'll try and do a little more co-op work. And then Justin and Andy Licklider, they're actually my wife's first cousins. They raise quite a few of my spring calves for me. Okay. Yeah, and you just kind of go out and get those rounded up and bring them in for, I'm going to guess some of these in the sale came from some of those places? Yep, yep. That's a good deal. Also, kind of before we get to the sale a little bit, you guys have had a a little bit of a big summer here. You are currently the vice president of the Indiana Simmental Association. Yep. So I guess what, what does that role entail? So really my main job with that has been to help organize and coordinate the field day with the host and well <laughs> we were the host and the coordinator all in one this year mm-hmm. we had the field day down here uh, august 20th and had the sail calves all shined up and had a good panel of speakers and a, a meal for everybody and we, we had that down here and had some of the northerners travel down here they they all made it and they all made it back so if you're in northern indiana or up in the Northland anywhere, you can make it. You can look at things. <laughs> right. We were talking earlier, we always have to drive up there to all that stuff, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yep. It'd be nice to find a little better middle ground, maybe south of Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, that would that would make things a lot easier for us southern guys, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
but yeah, they uh, they come down this way, and they're like, "Holy cow, that's a long way down there." Well, yeah, it's it's not any shorter for us to go up there than it is for them <laughs> to come down here. Is it? Yeah, it's uphill on the way up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. So uh, you guys had a big day with that, and uh, man, that kind of worked out. You were the host and the organizer, and you just happened to have cattle for sale, and and they were all there. Well, I figured it'd be some cheap advertisement. Right, absolutely. So you guys aren't just doing this by yourself. You wanted to talk a little bit about about the farm and the team that you guys have put together and, and the things that you guys are doing to get these cattle ready for this sale. Yeah, we got a good team. Uh, right now we don't have anybody helping us full-time or, or not even you know summer help or after-school help. Uh, mm-hmm. It's mostly my wife and myself. We do have a pretty good hand, David, my son, but he'll be two here at the end of October. We're just waiting for him. He can carry a feed bucket, but he can't carry much feed in it. <laughs> Enjoy that. Yeah. We get a lot of help from friends and enthusiasts in the area. Uh, Kenyon Bruner's been a big help down here. You know, He moved back home from up north, and he's been a big help. Uh, Tucker Walton's good help from uh, up there by Lagodi. He, unfortunately for me, is in college now, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably a good decision for himself, but I miss having him close by you know, on a regular basis. And then we obviously got help from uh, Rob Dimmitt just down the road, and he's one of our consigners as well with the uh, lot 11 and 16 Red Angus females. Uh, along with that, uh, Seth Leinenbach uh, from up here by Holland, He's got a Hereford heifer on the sale. He's been good help to have around. Uh, said he, he offered to volunteer a lot of time and put his heifer on the sale, and it has been a good asset. Well, it's great, yeah, when you've got those guys that will come in and, and they'll bring you high-quality cattle that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit and be a good help. I don't, that Bruner, I don't know if you could call him help, can you? Uh, he's on his phone a little bit, but <laughs> not as bad as some people. <laughs> Just got to spend some time with him in Tennessee here a couple of weeks ago. So uh, just got to harass him a little bit. So, oh, yeah. Not that I really forgot, but I kind of wanted to leave it here towards the end before we got into this cattle. You have a big life change that just happened here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We hosted a sale, hosted a field day, and started a new job there on the 22nd. And actually, 21st, drove to Missouri for job training with Transova Genetics. I'm a client service rep with them now. What's that going to entail? So basically, uh, I'm going to be covering Donor Solutions up in Rensselaer um, and taking care of all their clients. They're a big satellite center for Transova, and, and what we'll do is set up the donor schedules as far as shot schedules, open pickup dates, and you know help them put all their matings in and find semen and bulls for them to use. And you know the link between the clients and the satellite centers and the satellite centers and the labs and the labs and the shipping department and the whole nine yards there. So you probably should have took a few logistics class in college if you knew that this was coming, wouldn't you? It would help. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're going to kind of do a lot of those logistics and and get all of that stuff put together. Is that your is that your new job description? I guess. Yeah, yeah. The description okay. will be uh, client service rep officially. Right. Finding out quickly that we become a coverall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, good. 
So the first two weeks, you, you probably learned a whole, whole lot here already. Oh, yeah. Learned a lot. Got to spend some time in Sioux Center up there at their headquarters and, you know, two of the labs and really see an in-depth view of the whole process. And, you know, if you haven't made it up that way and seen that facility, I, I'd sure recommend it. It's pretty impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, like you said, they've got some satellite places around and and so you're going to check up on those places as well yep so uh my main responsibility will be donor solutions up there in rensselaer that mm -hmm. austin wolf runs so it's been a little bit confusing to some of the clients when there's two austins and <laughs> and uh, they're trying to figure out which one they're supposed to talk to but we're we're doing better uh-huh other than that kind of close to us we also have double diamond genetics and alan miller up there and with prairie view has a, a small or a satellite center too uh-huh okay good so you're going to work with all those as well yep cool what made that job look so inviting i guess well i was selling insurance for three years and i enjoyed it had a had a good boss worked for a good company and it was a good job but really wanted to get back in directly into the agriculture industry and more specifically the cattle industry and you know, the way I saw that, uh, I kind of got to do exactly the, the sector of the cattle industry that I'm really involved with and enjoy. Right. Uh, it's kind of a funny deal there. Uh, one of my lifelong buddies, Colin Bowen, and I were up at, I think it was the Simital Eastern Regional this summer, and his girlfriend, significant other, should be his wife, I believe, but uh, she <laughs> actually does the same job for Transova, and we were sitting there talking, and I said, hey, are you guys hiring by any chance? And they were, and everything fell into place, and it worked out. Awesome. Yeah, that you know, it's important to know people and know good people and know people in certain places, right? That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Austin, let's get into these cattle here a little bit. Uh, again, you've got the online sale coming up on September the 13th, and that is going to be on Willoughby Livestock Sales. And so uh, WLivestock.com, where else can we find some information about you, about the operation, uh, anything as, as we kind of go through this? Uh, we also have a Facebook page, uh, JNAE Livestock. It's our Facebook page's name. We post a lot on there. I have a personal Snapchat. I put quite a few pictures of calves and videos on there. And then just our, our my wife and I's personal Facebook pages as well. Okay. Or they can go right to Willoughby and, and they can follow along because if they're not watching the podcast video because this sale is posted right now and so they can log on whenever this comes out. Uh, they can log on and, and look through those as well or can watch podcast videos as well that we're going to put together and, and they won't even have to go click through them because we'll just flash them up right there as you talk about them. All right. Well, why don't we, uh, yeah, let's just start off. And uh, start off with this lot one. We've got a Kavanaugh out of a Cora female, and, and just tell us about her. Yeah, that lot one heifer, we really like her. Um, you know, something kind of pretty neat on this one. She's actually out of a first calf heifer. Mm -hmm. Her mother's a copacetic out of, you know, the Bonnell and Eggersman donor, uh, the Sazerac Z074 cow that won the junior nationals there in 2014, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. We purchased her mom from Kip and Connor Bonnell, and 
Uh, we we showed her a few times at little jackpots and got along won her breed a couple times and got her bred and i actually put her up for sale and you know last fall and didn't get her sold i don't know if i was a little too high on her at the time and kavanaugh is kind of a newer bull at the time as well so maybe people a little bit gun shy on that one but thankfully they were because uh we're sure proud of this lot one heifer and that cow's really matured into a a really nice you know mature female that we're really looking forward to on you know working on down the road you know this heifer especially for being out of first time caver here you know this thing's got enough grow to run uh she's stout she's big bone she's got quite a bit of hair to her you know a lot of people probably don't know andy that down here where we're at it's kind of <laughs> tough to get hair on these things in august and september right not only from the heat but also the the grass we've got yeah, yeah, the fescue and the heat and the humidity sure don't do us any favors. Right. But uh, this thing, she'll sure show with the best of them, and we, we're we real excited for that one to be, be a cow for somebody. Right, absolutely. Really stout, really nice one there. We got a, a little bit different heifer here. We got a little blaze on the face here on this lot, too. Got a pays-to-believe female. Yep, another descendant of the Sazerac family, actually, uh, as one of our you know main cow families that we really liked you know we picked up in hudson pines to start and, and then the bonnell family uh is where we sourced a lot of those genetics out of um, this pays to believe heifer uh, she's she's pretty fancy marked she's got a real cool face on her and then from there she's got that good look from the side and this heifer in person you see her she is really deep in her center rib and, and you know stout and still has that square built and and foundation that you really like to see in them while still being you know real pretty from the side like i said earlier yeah absolutely she catches your eye and uh yeah check that picture out check her video out and uh she doesn't change much when you when you turn her on to that video and she gets around that lot pretty well that cow is actually one of the cows we've been working on pretty hard uh she's a 2020 out of uh, the original sazerac w94b um, that was actually the second cow my wife and I ever bought, you know, as far as Simitols went. You know, the cow's been doing a real good job for us. I sold a good heifer last year out of her. And, you know, her first calf, actually, we ended up selling half of to Trey Hardesty up there with H2O's cattle and sold her good. And we were flushing on the daughter of her as well. So there's there's a lot of prolificacy in, the, you know, that cow family in that line right there. Right. Right, and she's a good one, and we follow her up with another good one. Uh, we got an eminence here, and, and we're going to stay in the chromed-up division here for the lot three. Yeah, yeah, I was. When this one was born, you know, this spring here, I was a little bit irritated when I saw the white socks on her, but uh, she matured and come into herself. Uh, that sure isn't a worry of mine anymore. Right. That thing is flashy. You know, if you want a tall-fronted, long-necked one that, you know, got a little chrome to get seen. She sure has it. From back there, she's got that big old sweeping belly that everybody seems to really like. And you know, got a little power and utility to her. And, and she gets out and moves really well. Right. She does. She moves around that pen quite well here on the video. And kind of a little something on her pedigree. Uh, she's, you know, from Buck Creek's uh, eminence bull. Um, he might not have been displayed just quite as hard as his full brother was, which is the private stock bull of rock and peas that was uh the louisville you know national champion bull here this past winter he's got a brother that i sure like mm -hmm. and then her dam is an uprising out of a full sister to the broker bull as well oh that's awesome 
Sure, yeah. So she's got some pedigree. She's got some look. She's marked up. That's a good one right there. The lot four, we got a brilliance. We're going with a, a little bit of a percentage semi here on this lot four. A little semi Angus action. Uh, no, this brilliance out of the Serena Cow of Trenopoles and Hardesties. They own her together right now. Um, about group of five or six embryos off an online sale, and they're all Serenas, and, and we sure like this one a lot. Thing's going to be one one monstrosity of a cow. She's size and frame and dimension to her, and she's just really soft and pretty to look at. Right. You stick the Serena name on there, and, and how many dollars have those females generated uh, in, in the last couple of years? When I was back in college, they were saying she's a million-dollar cow then, and I know mm-hmm. she sure uh, I, well, as a matter of fact, she sold the bull kind of valued at about $1.2 million, I believe. Right. I'd hate to guess, you know, just how many dollars she's sold in total, whether it be genetics or calves or herd sires or what have you. Right. Yeah, and so uh, you can jump right in and, and get right in on this family right here on this one. And you even, even added the Angus to her. I, I appreciate that myself. <laughs> <laughs> We got a little bit of an interesting story here on the on the quantum leap here on the lot five, especially with her dam. Yeah, yeah. So this lot five heifer, she's one of our fallborns. Got two fallborns on the sale. Um, she's a quantum leap out of a clone to the original black jade cow, the original Meyer seven thirty four black bear cow that made her mark in both the Simmental and club calf industries and. Uh, we bought these eggs off the Bonnells. You know, again, we got a lot of cattle from the Bonnell family. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah, uh, not a not a bad place to go. <laughs> right. No, this one sure worked out. You know, another valuable embryo purchase that you know panned out for us. My cousin Wyatt. I got a. I'm gonna get it wrong, but I'm gonna say he's 11. I think I'm gonna say 10, but I don't want to insult him. He actually uh-huh. this heifer at the county fair uh, this year. Got along well, was reserved Simmental on, you know, to one of the top five heifers there. And I guess old Lauren Wilson just wasn't brave enough to put a little calf in there in the top five. But <laughs> I just had to throw a jab at him, one jab, and that's oh, it. Oh, yeah. He needs a lot of jabs. Yeah. No, this heifer broke the show. I kind of maybe messed up on promoting this one a little bit after the county fair. I I uh, mean, I'm just going to keep this one and kick her out in pasture with cows. And she lost some of her fill and some of her hair. But thought, you know, that one's awfully good. I probably ought to offer her and bring a little more hype to the sale. Yeah, and, and she's a September, so she is a fallborn. You got to consider that when you're looking at with her against all these springs. She's a good one. Allie just came in here and checking this out. She's kind of liking her pretty well. <laughs> Let's go. You want to skip down to the lot seven? We got another blaze face here. We got a vision female. Yeah, this heifer I like quite a bit. I think this one might be the sleeper on the sale, but she did take a pretty good picture. Uh, she's just a little later maturing, as you know, compared to some of the others on the sale, just being in April. But Greg Ware that I was talking about earlier, that kind of got me started in this. This uh, I don't know. You might want to call it an addiction, but. Uh, started in the cattle business here. He actually raised her. Cool thing on this heifer is she's a full sister to the the bull we sold for Greg at the Cattlemen's Congress this past January. Made a good clip and went up to Central Iowa to go work for a guy. Uh huh. This heifer, she's she's rugged. Huh? She's stout. She's big boned, and and she's still pretty. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I really like about her. She's she's got some real utility to her, and you know, I think she'll really be a versatile kind of breeding piece as you kick her out to pasture, you know, down the road. You know, whether you kind of want to raise more performance-oriented cattle, or if you want to, you know, stick with raising some show heifers. Right, being in April, she's got plenty of performance there, and yeah, like you say, she is one of the younger ones on the sale. So be aware of that. But boy, she looks ready to go. Yep. Yep. And you say she's brought in by somebody else. Yep. Greg Ware um, from okay. just down the road here raised her, and she's been here for a couple months now or a month now, and uh, we've been working on her for him. Okay. And there are these others. We, we didn't hit on a whole lot, but, but there are some of these others that, that are coming in. You raised quite a few of these, but, but you do have a couple other guys bringing some in to add to this offering. Oh, yeah. Got to have a little help from our friends. Right, right. Well, let's get into this one-eyed jack here is a lot eight. Yeah, this one-eyed jack comes from Mitchell Smith, actually. Uh, forgot to mention him earlier as a consigner. I just said he is a sales rep, but this one comes from Mitch uh, out of the cow up there at his place that they call Reese. Um, she's mm-hmm. a long haul, kind of trinipole bred through and through there. Uh, really nice, deep-sided, bold-sprung the cow. Uh, going to make a heck of a cow for somebody, and we sure think she's fancy enough to wear a halter. Right. Just a real cowy look and, and deep-sided kind of female. And she's a February female. Yep. Yeah. Man, at, at, at recording time, I wish he'd have that video ready to go on. Because, <laughs> boy, she, she <laughs> you know, I clicked on that thing like five times thinking, wait a minute, I'm clicking the wrong button or I'm hitting <laughs> something wrong and it's taking me somewhere else. What's going on here? Yeah, I was on him today and he, he actually pictured her up at his house uh whenever they pictured their sale offering right man his wife is the photographer so i sure think he could get it out of her and you know, to get it put up there in time but he's got a few more days we'll see if he can get it done or not well maybe, maybe they're like a lot of other people and they're taking care of everybody else first before they take care of themselves yeah we know how that goes right we go to a new nomas here as the lot nine Yep, so this Sunamoss heifer is a half-blood, and her mom's actually, I believe, three-eighths Maine, kind of a Maine Angus cow. Worked really, really well for Greg Ware there in Brettsville. And this heifer is just, she kind of does it all for us. She's good-looking, and, and she's a lot bigger than a lot of the Unamoss cattle you'll see. You know, she's got plenty of frame and gas in the tank to go, um, and, and Brian DeFreeze was there, kind of the one of the founders of the Uno Moss pool and he said, oh, boy, she's really got a hip in her for an Uno Moss. And we think, you know, we say it in our footnotes, we're just about 30 days behind on her hair coat because boy, it's coming in and it's thick and it likes to stand on edge. I think that's going to make a 4 h -er awfully happy and be able to start to grow his own herd, you know, kind of like I started out. When I started, that would have been a real good one for me to get behind and purchase, I believe. Right. Absolutely, and those are the kind, personally, the kind I like. You show them, and, and then you'd be able to turn them out and make cows out of them. Those, the, the cowy ones, and, and these guys around here are always like, well, you like the cowy ones, you like the cowy ones. You're exactly right. I like the cowy ones. That way we can turn those things out and uh, make cows out of them and, and produce what we want out of them. That's for sure, and you know that one you sure wouldn't have any problem taken multiple different ways again you know i think that one could even raise some club calves if somebody wanted to to tinker around with it right and where's this one from that one comes from greg ware as well the guy that kind of got me into this yeah and and greg's number's down there uh with her as well so you you could contact him as well 
Let's skip down. This one I've been intrigued by the whole time looking through these cattle and uh, looking at this thing. We've got a red Angus down here for the lot 11. <laughs> yep. I've been looking and looking and looking to try and find a red Angus I really like and that I really think's good enough at the ground and can go and, you know, kind of have some durability and purpose to her as far as stoutness and body and bone. And, and this one kind of checks all the boxes. Right. We've had a handful of people in here from Simital breeders to club calf guys to, you know, a little bit of everything. And they've all stopped and looked at this heifer and thought, that's a red Angus. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, we, we sure like this one. We sure think she's definitely a sale highlight. She come from her buddy Rob Dimmitt that helps us out quite a bit, being a little closer than some of the guys I grew up with in high school. Um, but, you know, this one's out of a, a dream look son. Actually, one of Rob's cleanup bulls, uh, which it, the story just keeps getting more interesting, more interesting the more I talk about this one. But she's good. She's flat good. She's She's got it all, Andy. I mean, I know you're watching the video, and you probably watched it three or four times. But <laughs> I think I'm on seven or eight now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of another cool thing on on the bottom side of her pedigree. So her mother is a prospector out of the Peekaboo Promise cow of uh, Kaylee and Hannah Taylor. Um, they're a Promise cow there. So her dam is a maternal sister to the dam of the PTO herd sire bull. Boy, she's got a neat story. And Rob was telling me, I talked to Rob over there at, at the county fair we were at, and uh, Rob said, man, you got to see her because she's really, really good. Yeah, that one, that one's pretty interesting for me. I mean, I really like her, and, you know, I liked her enough that I went and bought her mom and her mom's full sister. So <laughs> yeah, we uh, might be on to something with that one. That's saying something, man. You're willing to take her on just a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, that one we think's good enough. Not that there's not a couple other heifers we feel can compete at the level, but we'd really like to see that one get out. Um, we'd be willing to get that one ready and get her to Louisville to the North American for whoever buys her and you know, get her presented to her highest down there for you and get her across the show ring one time for you to really have you a project that's going to be a breeze the rest of the way. Right. Yeah, what a what a great opportunity for a young person. I know we've done it the last couple of years, had somebody bring those down for us. And so, man, what a great opportunity for somebody to show a really nice heifer on the green shavings. That's for sure. We'd sure like to see her down there and help the family out getting her down there and getting her ready. And we think that one being a December especially would be extremely competitive in the division and you know, make a good run at it there in Louisville. Right. Well, that sounds awesome. We don't go downhill at all here on this next one. We got the lot twelve, and we we get back with a with a regular black Angus on this one that uh, has got some got some pedigree and story to her. Yeah, listen to you back into the regular Angus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the reds. I like them. Just uh, more custom to the black, I guess. That's right. Um, no, we got to start the Angus offering off. We got two Angus in the sale here this year. Uh, this first one, Lot 12, she's a Dignity, uh, Barry Nowatsky's bull that won there at the Cattlemen's Congress. And out of a seldom rest frontier gal cow, she'd be a uh, round table first class frontier gal. Uh, goes back to some express breeding along with seldom rest. Good buddy Aaron Pastrick from Michigan raised her, sent her down for us to sail for him. 
This one for an Angus is pretty intriguing. She's real freaky fronted, and you get behind her, and she's got a hip in her and a top, and it sure sets it on a real big foot, and it has a good hair coat for an Angus at this time of, time of the game here. Right. Well, you can watch her video and just see how stout this one is, and just impressed by that. And she's got the Frontier Cow behind her, the Seldom Rest Frontier Cow behind her, and how many how many banners of those cattle hung? And oh, uh, uh, just one or two, I believe. I think about everybody in the breed has a, a Frontier Gal in the herd there. Right, absolutely. No stranger to the purple on that one. But then we come to lot 13, another fallborn on the sale here. Uh, she's actually a Tejas out of a cow uh, me and Mitch Antley, another guy down the road, used to own together. She unfortunately had to be put down this year, uh, but she made it to 15 years old, I think, so it was probably time. Mm-hmm. This is one of her ET calves that we're sure proud of, a really nice made heifer that has enough look from the side that you know, get you noticed, but she's just so super smooth and level and balanced all the way throughout. Absolutely. Yes, uh, she's pretty flashy. Nice picture there of, of this one. You can tell how level she is. Nice fronted. I enjoy this one as well. Yeah, she's really good. Then we go a little bit different color here and one that's just going to kind of stick out down there uh, near Santa Claus, Indiana, the <laughs> lot 14. We, we go with a Hereford. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and try and talk Hereford jargon and uh, pedigrees because I, I don't know much about it. Uh-huh. This heifer's a trust out of an 88X son. I know 88X. That's about it there. Uh, this heifer, she's just a younger March heifer here from Seth Leinenbach and him and his wife Jill. And uh, I believe they got three kids. They got uh, starting a little Hereford herd there and doing a good job at it and then showing some pretty darn nice ones. They can sign this heifer here. Uh, she is a polled Hereford. We really like this one at the ground. She's super, super soft on them back pastures and really moves her hock and stifle well and flexes off both ends and has some durability and, you know, ruggedness as far as her hip and top go. You like to clean her up just a little bit in her throat latch, but there's a lot of cow behind that. Right. You, you know, you, you get those powerful ones, and they got to have a little bit of front end to grow into is my belief. That's for sure. And so yeah, I think what a what a neat Hereford offering there you've you've got her and, and uh, you want to give him a, a little shout out. You say he spent quite a bit of time down there helping you out. Oh yeah, yeah, he helped picture day, and he was one of the unfortunate ones that had to stand in the picture pen all day in the sun, and it was about ninety five degrees that day, and uh, he sweat one or two drops, that's for sure, but. <laughs> He sure didn't falter as far as his attitude and effort. He uh, good help to have there. Right. While we're talking about pictures, we better uh, give a little bit of credit. Megan Hunt doing your pictures and videos, correct? Yep. Megan drove, I think it was four hours down here on a Sunday and got them knocked out for us, and she sure did a good job. Yep. It's right at four hours, so uh, <laughs> you you are right. You are right. So uh, the lot 15. Little maintainer here, and you know, round out the open heifers on the sale. Uh, she's a done deal out of a high and mighty Angus Grandam. There, uh, her mother actually came from the Quimby herd up there by Bloomington. This done deal heifer, she's she's in April as well, coming from Greg Ware again up there by Brettsville. We sure like this heifer. Uh, she's a, a little bit more immature than you know, maybe the rest of the offering, other than the other april heifers there in the sale she fits in pretty good with them but this thing's pretty cool she's she's got enough hip and power to her and you know if somebody really wanted to show one both ways you can maybe 
leader into the market ring but we sure like her as a breeding heifer because she's got the extra utility and and still has you know functional set of legs underneath of her and has that pretty feminine look from the side as well absolutely yeah she's going to catch this guy's eyes uh when they scroll down through there she sure caught mine and i thought you know some of these guys though they're better ones really up front and things and and not to knock on the the ones up front by any means but but yeah when you come down here and you catch on to her and you're like whoa make sure you don't quit early on this one just get all the way down there and, and check out that lot 15 because yeah, that, sure that might have been something i might have struggled with is how to make sale order because right you know, i've been involved with it a lot but here i am more of a scimitol breeder scimitol background uh kind of promoting the scimitols more than anything with our program but we wanted to make it a more of a multi-breed sale, you know, to catch a few more eyes and gather a few more customers, you know, to diversify ourselves as well. Right. So we kind of just started lotting them from starting with the Simitols and then into the, into the Angus and Red Angus and, you know, the Hereford and the Maine there. Right. So, yeah, just make sure you go all the way down there because you'll want to see the one on the end as well because we got another powerful Red Angus female down here at the bottom. Yep, so here at the end, we got a Solution Genetics uh, UR Hot Cow, the original UR Hot Cow uh, from Solution Genetics up there in Iowa. That'd be uh, Ramsey and Cassie Johnson's family, but she's made a, quite a name for herself in the Red Angus breed, uh, kind of some highlights on her. She'd be a full sister to the mother of the Bojangles bull and uh, raised many, many high sellers for Solution Genetics over the years, as well as Cassie and Ramsey down in Winchester, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. This cow is only working IVF, unfortunately, but you know she's got some age on her, and she's working well in IVF, and we think that there's still some value to be had in, you know, running her. I know Rob's got a handful of heifers out of her in the replacement pen that I sure like quite a bit. They all got that signature look from the side and you know, a little extra utility for the reds. You just got to treat her a little bit different. That's right. So you probably know a place that can help them out, don't you? Oh, yeah, I sure do. I could I could get you on the straight and narrow with it. <laughs> probably get them signed up and uh, get them on their shot schedule and let them know when they can be there. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that sounds great. What a what a neat offering you guys have, and want to invite everybody again. Go to Willoughby Sales and look at Eggloft Sale there on September the thirteenth. Building the brand, you're going to have an open house here on the tenth. Is that correct? That's right, Andy. Uh, we'll we'll be here all day. Have the cattle freshened up, cleaned up, and ready to view. Uh, we'll probably have a little bit of food and refreshments here available, and have a lot of good fellowship and friendship to go around with it. And if these guys want to take the whole family, which is what, what you kind of want to do, and uh, you want a, another reason, this, right. this should be the main reason, but Let's you want another reason. get our second reason. sponsor in here. Holiday you, is about two miles from my house. There you go. Yeah, come down and go to Holiday World and uh, spend the rest of the day or, or go there and then and then go uh see you guys but yeah go down to holiday world and and make the day of it that'd be it man that you're in the right spot yeah unless yeah. unless holiday world wants to expand a little bit and then you're gonna... <laughs> well maybe they'll they'll give me enough money to buy a nicer place then <laughs> exactly there you may you know you may turn out to be the genius in this thing buying something that close to them because when they expand and 
you push back just a little bit, they may just throw a little bit more at you, and then you can just go buy a, a bigger place. That's right. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a neat story to tell here in a few years. The way it looks, there's a there's a place just between me and Holiday World for sale called the the Big Tree Ranch. Uh-huh. Um, that's for sale. I think it's about 600 acres and four or five houses and a lodge that sleeps 40. And they're only asking 47 and a half million for it. So uh, we, we're getting closer. Well, you ought to just expand. Yeah. Just exp- <laughs> we'd have a few more than 25 cows if we had 600 acres around them all. Yeah, absolutely. Only 47 million. Yeah. I thought, oh, man, shoot. I could win the lottery and just go buy it. There you go. There you go. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of guys that are on here that, that play in that $47 million land deal. So we'll just promote that as well. What do you say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're probably a pretty big market for that, aren't we? <laughs> you think we'll get any commission off of that when that really happens? <laughs> I, I'd take 1%. <laughs> yeah. I'd shoot. I'll take half. That'd be fine. That'll be fine. So, Austin, looks like you got a great lineup. Anything else that, that you want us to know about the operation, about the cattle, about anything like that for this sale? Side note, uh, once you buy a calf from us, we're going to be with you the rest of the way. Uh, we might not be able to help the most as far as getting to every little jackpot to help you out, but we're always a phone call away. We like to help on your feed program and daily care program, and and we'll sure try, and if we can't make it to a show to help you get fit and clip, we, we sure got enough buddies running around that make a living on it that'll get you helped out and get you presented to the highest level possible. Right. Yeah, and I can attest to, to that, Austin. You guys do a nice job of getting out there and, and getting them ready, and, and, you know, we run around at some of the same same shows and things down here, and so uh, Austin – Austin, those guys, they got a good crew. He's good himself, and, and they get out there and, and try to do all they can. I've, I've, I've seen it and, and can attest to that. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great thing and a great thing for your customers. Well, Austin, appreciate it very much. Again, guys, go look at Willoughby Sale, September the 13th. Scroll down through there. Look at the Building the Brand online sale by J&AE Livestock. And so uh, get on there. Go down there and see them on the 10th of September. And so, Austin, man, appreciate you joining us here and uh, appreciate you getting this thing put together, man. You bet. Thanks a lot for the offer, Andy. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Maybe we can get down there here uh, this weekend and and come see you. So we'll have to try to do that. Sounds good. Yeah, I want to thank you, and we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid Podcast. 